Welcome. Parshas Noach, after Noach completes the construction of the Teva, of, the, of his Ark, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands him to enter with his family and to bring with him uh, the various animals, the great multitudes of animals and the birds. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe, Ki liyamim oid shiva. Because in another seven days, I'm going to cause it to rain upon the land for 40 nights and for 40, 40 days and for 40 nights. And I will erase all that stands that I have made. I will erase it from the face of the earth. And Rashi addresses the obvious question, what is this, the Amim Od Shiva? What are these apparently additional extra seven days that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is announcing to Nayach? Rashi says, These are the seven days of Avelus, of mourning for Mesushelach HaTzadik. Mesushelach was Nayach's grandfather in the list of 10 generations, of the 10 generations between um, Odom and Noyach. So the eighth person is Misushelach, uh, in English known as Methuselah, and well known as the uh, person with the, the greatest, uh, the, the uh, oldest age recorded amongst humankind. And then the next person was Lemech, and Lemech had a son named Noyach. So Misushelach is Noyach's grandfather. So these seven days are the seven days of mourning over the death of Mesushelach, who Rashi now tells us was a tzaddik. Shechas HaKadosh Baruch al Kvodo, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, had pity on his honor. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to protect his honor, the Ikev Esapuranus. And therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu delayed the punishment. It uh, apparently would not have, um, if everybody, uh, if the Mabel would have come, on the day that Mesushelach died, so there wouldn't have been much of a funeral for Mesushelach, with the whole world thrown into, into chaos and everybody being drowned. And that would not have been covered for this Sadiq Mesushelach. Therefore, Rashi is saying that when the time for the Mabel arrived, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Nayach, get, get it, go into the Teva, but there are seven more days until it actually, until the flood will actually begin. Now Rashi says, Rashi wants to prove his point that these seven days are the seven days of mourning for Mesushelach. Save the chashoit, shnoisav go out and calculate the years of Mesushelach. We can do this because in that list of the 10 generations between Odom and Nayach, um, the number of years that each person lived is clearly stated. So go out and calculate the years of Mesushelach. The Timsa, you will find, Shem Kalim, that they end, that when do the years, when does the life of Mesushelach come to an end? It comes to an end exactly in the 600th year of Noyach's life. And Rashi is expecting us to know, and it's, it's explicit in Psukim that the flood took place in the 600th year of Noah's life. So we can calculate that, in fact, Mr. Shalach died at this time. So this supports this explanation. 
that these additional seven days are the seven days to mourn for this tzaddik, Mesushelach. I'd like to raise two questions on this Rashi. One, a more technical question, one more of what I call a content question. The Rashi seems to be uh, on the level of Midrash. And it seems to be a little bit beyond the simple shot, maybe a lot beyond the simple shot. Uh, the Pasuk doesn't mention Mitzvah Also, this explanation uh, requires us to say that Mr. Shalach was a tzaddik. There is nothing that I know of, certainly nothing explicit in the psukim that tell us that, Mus that Mr. Shalach was a tzaddik. There's nothing in the, in the psukim explicitly that tells us what kind of a person he was other than very old. But this explanation requires us to say that he must have been a tzaddik. And in addition, there is another way to understand this Pasuk. And that is the way of Radak. Rabbi David Kimchi is probably best known as a commentator on the Vimuksugam, but he also wrote a commentary on Chumash. I, I've only seen his commentary on Bracious. Does that mean the other portions were lost in the uh, over the centuries or that he only wrote on Bracious? I don't know. But his commentary on Bracious is very, very interesting. And let's see what he says here. Hashem commanded Noach that he should enter the Teva seven days before the actual Mabel. Why? In order to prepare the dwelling place of all of the Behemoths and Chayas, of all the different kinds of animals, called Min Vamin Bikinoi each species in its special compartment, and to bring in the food that, is ne that was necessary for each and every species, while the uh, teva, while the ark is still open. Once it starts to rain and great floods, so they're going to have to close the doors, it's going to be kind of hard to bring in more animals and bring in more food. So Kodesh Baruch Hu told Nayach, the Yamim Oid Shiva in another seven days, uh, the Mabul is going to come. So get in there now and get all the animals in there now and get them settled and bring in all the food that you need. And this way, when the Mabul comes in another seven days, you will be prepared. That is how Radak explains the simple shot of this puzzle. He then goes on to quote the Midrash that Rashi discusses. He says, Uvidrash, as a matter of drash as a matter of homiletical interpretation. So he quotes here the Gemara in Baba Basra, Ki Mesushelach died at that time, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, gave an additional seven days in order that they should be able to be misaseik be'evle, in order that they should be able to care and to involve themselves in the morning for Mesushelach, et cetera, et cetera. That he calls the drash, but the pshat, I think he says a very, uh, a very solid shot. That a Kodesh Baruch told Neach to enter the Teva. And then he said, get, get everything ready, prepare everything, put everything in its place. In seven days, everything's going to become chaotic. And then it's too late to prepare things. So 
So my first question is, why does Rashi abandon this possibility of simple pshat and instead he uh, explains the Pusik according to the Midrash that uh, we're dealing here with the seven days of Avelos of Mr. Shabbat. That's question number one. Question number two is let's think about this, this explanation that Rashi gives. Are we saying here, is this all just a, a, a coincidence? It so happened that Mr. Shabbat died on the day that should have been the Mavah. But it wouldn't have been uh, covered for this Sadiq not to have a proper funeral. So therefore, Kodesh Baruch Hu said, okay, I delay the Mabul for seven days. So, I mean, Kodesh Baruch Hu is the Rebbeinah Shalom. He's the master of the universe. Couldn't he have uh, provided for Mr. Shalom to die a few days earlier, seven days earlier than he did? And therefore, uh, they could have had the seven days of Avelos. And then on the last day of his Avelos, then uh, they, the, the mourners would, would, would get up from their shiva, and then the marble would start to come. It seems that there's something coincidental going on here. I've mentioned many times a famous quotation from Maral, that Devorim Gedolim Enim Bamitra. Great things do not happen merely by coincidence. But th this sounds very coincidental here. Let's first consider our first question. Why didn't Rashi explain that the reason for these extra seven days was simply to give Nayak time to prepare everything? There certainly was a, a great deal of preparation. There certainly was a great job to bring in all the animals, bring in all the food, get everyone settled. The lions shouldn't eat up the sheep and so on. They have to put them all in different sections and different areas. Why didn't Rashi say that that was the purpose of the seven days? I think that this, the key to this Rashi, and really the key to this machlekas, to this difference of opinion between Rashi and Radak, really lies in how we understand a different Pasuk. We read in Perik Vav, Pasuk Yudalat, we read when the, right at the beginning of the story of Noyach and the Teva and the flood, so Kodesh Baruch Hu, comes to Noyach and he says, tevas Make for yourself a teva, some sort of a, teva really just means a, a box, but make yourself a vessel of atse goifer, of a certain type of wood called atse goifer. Make it kinim, make it into various compartments so that you'll have different compartments for different animals. And you will um, tar it from the outside and from the inside, from the inside and from the outside with koifer, with uh, Rashi says it means zephes, with tar. Now, Rashi in this Pasuk asks a question. Although Rashi does not uh, usually raise explicit questions, he normally just tells us what the meaning of the Pasuk is and expects us to understand what question was motivating him to say it, but here, for whatever reason, Rashi does ask an explicit question. He says, There is much uh, revach, there is much space and much ability to rescue people in front of him, meaning in front of Hashem. Hashem has lots of ways of saving Nayach from the flood. So, why did a Kaddish world who bother Nayach? With this building, why did Nayak have to go through all of this 
all of this uh, very difficult, laborious work to build this uh, boat, which would uh, hold so and so many animals. It's a lot of work. Why can't a Kodesh Baruch Hu save Nayach a different way? Why couldn't a Kodesh Baruch Hu pick, pick Nayach up by the scruff of his neck and deposit him on the top of the tallest mountain and, uh, and then bring the flood? That's Rashi's question. Why does Rashi ask this question explicitly? Um, I'm not going to go into it now. One can look at the Mosque of the David. Uh, he has an answer. I could think of other answers. That's not the issue now. But Rashi raises this question. Why did a Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, force Noyach to go through all this hard work? He could have saved Noyach in a different way. So Rashi answers, in order that the people of that generation should see him, they should see him working at building this Teva for 120 years. Rashi is telling us here that that's how long it took. And they, will, they would be asking him, what is this to you? What are you doing? And he will say to them, Kodesh Baruch is going to bring a tremendous destruction to the world. And I'm building this, this Teva in order to escape. Perhaps they will do Tshuva. Perhaps they will repent when they find out, when they hear from Neach, what is going on. That's why Kodesh Baruch told Neach to build the Teva. And it took 120 years. Where does Rashi get this from? that it took 120 years. So this really comes from, pardon me, this really comes from a Pasek a little bit earlier in Perik Vav, Pasek Gimel, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu expresses his disappointment with the human race. He expresses his anger at how, at all of the misbehavior amongst the B'nai Adam. And he says, His days will be 120 years. Now, this is often misinterpreted to mean that a human being can only live up to 120 years. Ibn uh, Ezra does explain it like that, although he right away says, but we have many examples of people who live longer than 120 years. So he says, in general, a human doesn't live more than 120 years, although there can be exceptions. Most Mephoshim don't explain it that way. Most Mephoshim explain like Rashi. I'll read the Rashi. Ad Up till 120 years, I will lengthen my anger. I will withhold my anger. Meaning the human race is really getting bad. But I'll give them 120 years in totality, not each individual. I will give to the human race 120 years if they don't repent during that time, I will bring upon them the flood and I will destroy them. Now, Rashi assumes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made this statement that he is giving to the human race 120 years. And then immediately, he then turned to Nayach and he said, I say the Choteva, make a Teva. So it must be that Nayach had 120 years in which to build the table. Based on that, if Noyach was building the table for 120 years, 
doesn't make so much sense that he would need an additional seven days to get everyone inside and settle. You have 120 years to do it. Why would he need an additional seven days? However, if we look at the Radak on this Pasuk in Perik Vav, Perik Vav Pasuk Yudalit, Aseilacha, Radak says, Aseilacha Litzorkacha. The word Lacha means Litzorkacha. Make this Teva for your needs. So that you will be saved from the waters of the flood. And the rest of all the living, the rest of all life also. He does not mention anything. He doesn't ask Rashi's Kasha, why did Naya have to go through all this trouble? And then and why did it take so long? Radak simply says that what was the purpose of making the Teva? So that Nayak would be saved. I think there's a fundamental disagreement here between Rashi and Radak. According to Rashi, the purpose of the Teva was not primarily to rescue Nayak. For that, Kodesh Baruch Hu is Harbei Revach Latzolo Lefonov. Kodesh Baruch Hu has many ways of saving a person. The, the Teva was not necessary. According to Rashi, the primary purpose of the Teva was that Nayak should have some a visual aid to assist him in telling the people that they're, they're in big trouble if they don't do tshuva. He could just walk around and tell them, but it might not have so much of an effect. But now that he has this visual, physical thing that he ever all day and night, all day and all night, he's banging away and sawing away at the wood and then building the teva. So it makes it very real to people. And this gives people a better opportunity to do tshuva. That was the primary function of the teva, according to Rashi. And therefore, you have to, I mean, that, that's, that really only works if you're building it for a long time. So Rashi understood that he was building it for 120 years. And therefore, we can say that an additional seven, seven days, just for practical purposes, is unnecessary. Rashi had to understand that the additional seven days was for something else. It was for the, the Avelos of Mr. Shabbat. Radak, on the other hand, learns the whole thing differently. Radak understands the purpose of the Teva was to save Nayach. Okay, you could ask, you could raise a question. Why not do it a different way? I don't know why. This is the way that a Kaddish Baruch chose to provide for Nayach's safety and for his rescue by building this Teva. And it could be that it did not take 120 years. It is not muhrach. Uh, it is not absolutely necessary to understand the psukim that on the same day that a Kodesh Baruch who said, I'm giving humanity 120 years to, to fix themselves or else, it is not absolutely necessary, if you look at the psukim, to say that on that same day, Kodesh Baruch who turned to Noyach and said, build the Teva. That is how Rashi understood it. I suspect that Radak understood that uh, some time went by and things got even worse before HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Nayach to build the table. And it's understandable. Um, humanity had reached a certain low point when HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, but he did give them 120 years to improve. Then time went by and they were not improving and not doing shuva and not doing shuva. I don't know for how many dozens or 
how many decades or maybe even uh, 119 or 118 years. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. And then at some point, Kodesh Baruch said, okay, Nayak, the time has come. It's, it's more or less hopeless. I want you to build the table. Why? To rescue yourself. Because I am going to bring them out. I gave them all a chance. I gave them an opportunity to prevent it. But it's becoming too late. Most likely, they're not going to make it. So I'm telling you, build this table for a perfectly practical point. So that you will be rescued from the waters of the marble. And so Nayach, in a fairly short amount of time, built this table in order to rescue himself. And then a Kodesh Baruch said, I give you seven more days. Why? Because, okay, you built the, ta the table, but it takes a long time to bring all the animals and all the food inside and in order to get everything settled. But that is, a, I think, a fundamental difference between Rashi and Wadak. And I think this extends to one more point. It's not our main point here, but I'll mention it. The Pasik says that a Kodesh who told Nayach to build the Teva out of Atzei Goifer. Now Rashi says Kachshemo. First he just says that's its name. Lama Miminze, but Rashi asked, why from this particular type of wood? There are many different types of wood. So Rashi says, Alshem Gofres. This is connected to the word Gofer. It's like the word Gofres, which is uh, sulfur and smoke. Shenigzer Alehem Lehimachesbo. It was decreed upon them to be erased in, in, in clouds of sulfurous smoke. Um, exactly what this looked like, what is it referring to? I'm not sure, but Rashi is telling us that Atzei Goifer, this world who chose that kind of wood for a symbolic reason, because it represents the part of the punishment that is going to befall them. That's Rashi. And I think this goes together with everything else we're saying about Rashi. Rashi's fundamental point is that the Teva served a a symbolical uh, Musar uh, objective of being a something which would teach the people and encourage the people to, to do tshuva. And therefore, why did a Kaddish world, going along with that, why did a Kaddish world choose Atzik Goifer? Because this also had a symbolic meaning. This also was part of the encouragement to do tshuva. Because when they would say to Nayak, why are you using this uh, funny kind of wood? Why don't you use oak or maple? He could say, because this type of wood, the name of this wood, is a hint to the punishment that is going to befall you if you don't do tshuva. Radak, on the other hand, when he talks about this word, he simply says, It's a type of wood that is light upon the water. It floats well in the water. Okay, he tells us, Unkelis calls it katrus, and it's mimine arozim, it's a type of cedar tree. So, according to Radak, why did a Kodesh Baruch choose Atzei Goifer? Not because of some symbolic reason, not because this was a hint to the people to do tshuva or else they're going to be punished. No, a Kodesh Baruch chose Atzei Goifer because it floats well. It's a good, good type of wood to make a boat out of. Again, what is the purpose of the Teva, according to Radak, is to rescue Nayach. Okay, but we understand now, we can understand uh, why Rashi moves away from the Pshat regarding these seven days, because the Pshat, like what the Radak says, 
Rashi could not accept, not, not mistabra, not logical, not likely, that the reason for these additional seven days was to prepare and to bring all of the animals into the table. It was really, Nayak had a lot of time to do that. He had 120 years to, to prepare for that. So an additional seven days for that practical purpose does not make sense. Rather, Rashi says that the reason for these additional seven days is these were the seven days of mourning for the tzaddik, Mesushalach. And now we come to our second question. Is this merely a coincidence? What, what is the point of it? It seems like a something coincidental and something, something peripheral. It's like not really part of the story. The middle of the story about the marble. So, uh, uh, okay, we have this little, this little extraneous detail that uh, it's very important that that people should uh, should uh, mourn for the death of the tzad. I mean, that's a good thing to do. Yes, that is a useful lesson, but but it doesn't seem to doesn't seem to really fit the whole narrative here. What is this doing here? So. I think the key here, perhaps, is a comment made by Maharshaw in, on the Gemara, Maseches Sanhedrin. This, this uh, explanation that Rashi is giving here is in the Gemara Sanhedrin. Of course, on the Gemara, we don't really have to ask, why does the Gemara um, go beyond the simple pshat? I mean, we, we can ask it, but the Gemara often goes beyond the simple pshat. I mean, that, that's why you have Gemara, because it is uncovering deeper and deeper levels and deeper and deeper reasons for things that were done and for things that Akadosh Baruch Hu said, and so on. So this explanation that Rashi quotes here comes from the Gemara. And the Marshal in his Chidushi Agadis is discussing it. And he appears to be commenting on Rashi and in Rashi on the Chumash, because he quotes Rashi on the Chumash. And then he says something which seems to contradict Rashi, seems to be different than from what Rashi says in the Chumash. The Marashua says, by the uh, eulogies for a tzaddik, by eulogizing a, a tzaddik, he says, what was the purpose of these seven days of Avelos for Mishushelach? The purpose was because when the people would eulogize this tzaddik, and it was, oh, this tzaddik, he did so many mitzvahs and he, and he, and he prayed to Hashem and he, he was righteous and he was good to people and he helped people. And he, so by eulogizing the tzaddik, perhaps the people would return in repentance. They would, they would do tshuva. Why? Because, because now there's no one else to protect them. Because the tzaddik has disappeared. Interesting way of stating it, by the way. Um, sometimes a great tzaddik uh, passes away, and people say, "Well, I mean, we, I wish I had the tzaddik, but uh, there is a there is a maimer chazal. There is a statement that misis tzaddik in the chaperis that the death of a tzaddik can bring atonement upon his generation." Um, what the Marashur is saying is, is, is almost the opposite of that. I'm not saying it's a contradiction, but it's a very different way of looking at things. It's, it's saying that as long as we had the tzaddik, 
the tzaddik protected us. His marriage protected all of us. When the tzaddik dies, <laughs> now we better start behaving properly because we don't have tzaddik to help us out. But anyway, here the Marashor is seems to be talking according to Rashi in the Chumash. He mentions Rashi in Chumash, and then he says this point. But what he's saying is not what Rashi on the Chumash says, apparently. Let's go back and take a, a closer look at Rashi. What does Rashi say? These are the seven days of mourning for Mr. Shalach HaTzadik. Shechas HaKadosh Baruch al That the Kaddish Baruch had pity on his honor. In other words, the Kaddish Baruch was concerned about the honor of this Sadik, that his Velus should not be canceled because of the Mabel. And therefore, Kaddish Baruch put it off. What does Marashua say? Marashua says, through the hespid, through the mourning and through the eulogizing of the tzaddik, well, that's a different point. Rashi is saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu delayed the Mabel so that the people should have time to, to, uh, to mourn for Mr. Shalach. Otherwise, it would, it, would be, it would be reducing his honor. He wouldn't be getting his due. Marashor says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu delayed the Mabel by seven days so that perhaps people would finally do tshuva and the Mabel could be averted. Sounds like two different things. And yet the Marashor seems to be inserting this into his explanation of Rashi. I think we can understand it as follows. This is not a contradiction. When Rashi says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want to limit, he didn't want to lessen the covet of the tzaddik, well, what does that really mean? It's not just that he wouldn't have a proper funeral and a proper seven days of mourning. It means that the tzaddik spent his whole life working very hard and, and, and really applying himself to being a good person and to being someone who was close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that should have had, I mean, one of, his, one of his intentions is, because he's a tzaddik, is that people should be inspired to be better. A tzaddik is not only concerned about his own, his own skin. He, he, he wants to show people, not in a show-off way, but he wants to be an example, a living example of how a human being should behave so that others should also behave properly. He wants to benefit the generation in which he lives. He can certainly benefit them by, by giving them sadaka, feeding them, teaching them, um, giving them money. I mean, uh, he can do all different kinds of things, all different kinds of beneficial acts. But one of the ways that he wants to benefit them is that he is a living example of, of, of the proper way of, of conducting oneself. Now, that should have happened. If Mr. Shalach is really a tzaddik, and, and he really was, so it should have helped. His example should have inspired others to, to be better. And there shouldn't have been this, this terrible, immoral cesspool of a generation, the Dor Hamabu. If, 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 if Mr. Shalach would have died on the very day that the Mabel came, or the day before, 
that would be a that would be a reduction of his honor. That would show that all of his sitkas, all of his hard work of acting correctly and being a living example, to, it, all, it all failed. It wasn't really up to par. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the people an additional seven days to try to do tshuva. Because by doing tshuva, that would be the real covet of Mr. Shalach. These are not two opposing or different ideas. Rashi's point is that if the Mabel would come the day that uh, Mr. Shalach died, that would lessen his covet. Why would it lessen his covet? Because it would mean that his example did not inspire people to do tshuva. That's just the other side of the coin of what the Marshaw is saying. The Marshaw is, is looking at it from the other end, from, a, from, from the other side of the coin. That therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them additional seven days of hespedim, of eulogizing Mr. Shelach, because, why? Because perhaps through these eulogies, perhaps by talking about the admirable and correct qualities of Mr. Shelach, the people would be inspired to do tshuva, and the marble could be averted, which would be the biggest honor to Mr. Shalach himself. That would show that, that all of his sidkus was, was not for naught, that it was all, it, it, it accomplished something. It accomplished it, that it saved his generation. And therefore, it's a little better, it's, 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 I think it's better understood, the Rashi. It's not just, well, Mr. Shalaf died, it wouldn't look right if he didn't have a nice funeral, so Kaddish Baruch would delay the marble for another seven days, like a wrench being thrown into this, in, into this story, some extraneous detail that it had to be delayed seven days because this guy named Mr. Shalaf died and they had to give him a proper seven days. No, this is part and parcel of the story. And we can add to this a Pusik in Eoiv. I happen to be uh, learning the Pus, the, the, the Sefer Eoiv on my own. That's my uh, Limud Nebiya Muxuvim at the moment. It's very difficult. There's a lot that I don't understand. First of all, the language is very difficult and the concepts are difficult and the, the whole thing is just difficult. But I did come across this Pusik. There was a whole section in Eoiv, a whole chapter, I think maybe more than a chapter, where there are references to the Dora Mapa. For what reason, that's not for now. And in that section where Eoiv is talking about the Dor HaMabel, he says the following. He says, Kalhu It is light upon the water. What does that mean? Rashi says, Kishohoyu HaTzadikim, when the two Tzadikim, Noyach Umisushelach, when when these two Tzadikim were giving Teichacha, they were giving rebuke to their generation, and they were saying to them, and they said to them, to them that the Mabul is going to come upon you. So watch out. You know what the people would say to them? What the people would say to Noyach and Mesushelach? They would say, We are light in order to swim on the water. It's not a problem. God's going to bring a flood. We know how to swim. We know how to make boats. The Yeshlan of Gomet, Udvarim Kalim. We have something called gome. We have some sort of a lightweight wood or a lightweight uh, plant substance and other lightweight things. La seis mehamaniyos, in order to make ships, the lashut and to float upon the water. It doesn't scare us. 
Now, what do we see from this Rashi? We see that not only Noyach had a job of rebuking the people and telling the people about the impending destruction, like Rashi says in Chumash, like we already learned, but Mesushelach also. The source of this Rashi is actually a Gemara in Sanhedrin on the same page as the other Gemara that we mentioned, but in the Gemara, it does not mention Mesushelach. The Gemara only says Noyach was uh, rebuking the people. And they said, it doesn't scare us. We have boats. We have, uh, we know how to swim. But Rashi, in his commentary on Eid, he puts in Mesushelach also. And we can now understand what I was saying before, I think even better. Mesushelach spent many, many years of his long life telling the people, along with his grandson, Neach, that things are getting out of hand. And if you don't shape up, Akkadish Baruch was going to bring this fantastic flood and destroy everything. He was doing that in addition to his daily practice of being a tzaddik, and of being a good example to people of how to behave. It would have been the greatest covet for him if it would have worked, and if the people would have done shuva, and, if, and the model would have, been, would have been canceled altogether. If, on the other hand, when it so happened that he died the very day that the model should have arrived, that, that would have looked very bad for Mr. Shalach. You spent your whole life practicing tzidkus, practicing righteousness, and rebuking the people and telling them that if they do tshuva, they can avert the mabul, and it didn't work. You died and the mabul came in well, in one day. So then that looks like you're not a very effective person. That would be that would be limiting the honor of this tzaddik. Therefore, we can understand the Rashi who says that the Kodesh Baruch provided an additional seven days. The Kodesh Baruch provided a mourning period for Mesushalach because that gives them an additional chance to do tshuva which, and to prevent the mabul, which would be the greatest honor for Mr. Shavuot, who devoted so much of his long life to that very purpose.